Hello and welcome to the Mal and Johnny Show. Now, I'm not sure if you've been keeping an eye on the news, but there seems to be a lot of talk about parties. So we thought that, (laughs) Johnny and I thought that might be a good peg to talk about some of the parties uh, that we have been to. Not all of them involved cake. I think we can fairly say that. Some of them had more than cake in the the parties. I mean, are you a sort of, are you a party person, Johnny, in general, or is it just the showbiz parties that you're remembering now? Uh, I don't have parties per se. I mean, I had a big party for my my mother in law's ninetieth birthday because oh. she was still as sharp as a tack. Yeah, and, and Sassy Reese, oh, the Welsh people will know. Oh yes, because she was quite famous on Welsh radio. Yeah, all the children's for her, um, and she invited everybody. So she gave me a load of money. She says, "Get it organised." And I had a marquee the works, <laughs> and I had something like about sixty or seventy people in my house. Wow, <laughs> fantastic! But she had a great time. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was, so I don't really throw parties, but as you say, I've been to plenty of showbiz parties. What about you? Yeah, it, and it's funny, I suppose, because um, because I started off quite young, you know, and, and it was the Elton John phase, you know, as I always most put. Because I usually mention Elton, but those parties were incredible. The first party I really remember in that sort of instance was after his performance at the Hammersmith Odeon, as it was called then. And yeah. it, was, it was in Covent Garden, in some loft in Covent Garden. And I walked in because uh, we, my brother was my chaperone. We, we uh, left the concert, got a taxi, went straight there. And the guy behind the bar looked familiar. He was the, the barman. Um, and I'm, I was trying to place him with my brother. It was Graham Chapman from the from Monty Python. You know the guy who played oh, right. Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was actually the yeah. barman for the night. Cat <laughs> uh, Stevens was there early. Uh, he, he looked like a like a gunslinging cowboy. And then when, yeah. El- when Elton arrived, he took me around with my autograph book and he got everybody to sign... You know, so it was Ringo Starr was there, Brian Ferry. Because you were a young kid, were you? I was. I was. I must have been. I was thirteen years old then. He was thirteen wow. years old at that wow. Christmas party, which was which was amazing. What? Yeah, well, the only party of that type of ilk. Well, I've had a couple actually. One was at the Bunny Club in London, in Park Lane. <laughs> oh, Johnny, be careful now. Be careful. Yeah, what yeah, can you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> well, not a lot, really. But my record company at the time was President Records. Right. And I just made my first record. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Kastner, who was the boss. He threw his party to launch my record at the Bunny Club. I'd never been there before. I was about 20, I think. Yeah. And uh, it was amazing. All these girls going out, you know, rather good-looking girls. And you can imagine a kid of 20, you know, all these girls. <laughs> and uh, they were all different people from the record company and the press and so on and so forth. I don't remember a lot about um, uh, One of the biggest parties was, I think, was, well, I used to go to lots of parties in Dorothy Squire's house. Oh, come on. Because she come used on. to throw parties like they're going out of style, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. everybody knew Dot, and if everybody was in town, yeah, they'd be invited to one of these parties. And I was in there one day, and I was sat by. Do you remember Malcolm Roberts, the singer? Oh, the singer, yes, we have great singer. Yeah, love is all I have to give. He was he was sitting to the right of me, and a bloke with a big fuzzy haircut was sitting to the left. So I said to Dot, because it was packed. I said, "Who's this bloke?" He never said a word. He just sat there, you know. Mm. And it was it was uh, what's his name that committed murder? What? The oh, heck Phil, Spector. Phil Spector. Phil Spector. Phil <laughs> Spector. sit next. To me. Wow. He never said a word all night. He said, dark glasses on. And obviously, I don't know if it was a wig. Right. It's a big fuzzy hairdo, you know. Yeah. But she, she used to invite everybody. And she used to have people like Diana Dawes that turn up and, and Shirley Bassey and all, all the, uh, you know, anybody that was in town yeah. would go to her parties. Wow. And I remember Emily telling me once, her niece, that um, she was there once. And they all sang a song. All right. I was in Dodd's party. She had to get up and sing a song. <laughs> that was what she used to do, see. So she asked Jackie Trent to get up. He was and Tony Hatch was there, and uh, he, she didn't want to get up and sing a song. She said, "Ah, you'll never be a star." And a couple of profanities came out. Uh, Johnny, you're going to have to sing then. I said, oh. "So she had the audacity then to ask, ask Tony Hatch to play for me." 
Got Tony Atwood. You were downtown and all those big songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I sang. I said, you know, I want to be around. It was the uh, um, Tony Bennett number. I want to be around, and he played it for me. He's a great player. Yeah. Um, But there was all these kind of people used to be there, and there was one day, as Diana Dawes was there, Shirley Bassey, and first of all, Dorothy got up and sang a song. Right. Right. And then Shirley Bassey got up to sing a song, and of course. Then Diana Dawes has got to get up. Now, Diana Dawes was a lovely woman. Great singer. She couldn't sing like those two. <laughs> so Emily said she felt really sorry for having to get up to follow those two. Oh, my gosh. There were some good parties in Dodd's house. Um, and because she had the, she had the never, swimming pool and everything, didn't she? She had the you know, oh, big she had a, yeah, huge swimming pool. And it was like, well, I don't know how long big it was. It was quite big. Mm-hmm. And she had a big party there once. I got a picture of it. I'll send it to you, actually. Lovely. Where she, had, um, she threw a party to raise money for the kidney. Uh, foundation because her, her brother had died of kidney failure mm-hmm. and she had every star in known to human science there, you know, yeah. and they were all outside and they were around the pool. And I've got a picture of her with uh, Russ Conway on one side and Cliff Richard on the other. Wow. And they play, I'll send it to you. You can put it up and have a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and and uh, the thing is, uh, so you, this, those are two like ty- different types of showbiz parties because, yeah. you know, launching an, an artist, that was always something, you know, they had to do a a bit of a splash, didn't they? You know, I, right. I think when when my first recordings came out, I mean, it wasn't that much of a splash. It was at, at the Inn on the Inn on the Park, somewhere in the Park, in, the yeah, park yeah. in London. And I, to be honest, I didn't really think very much about it. And they got the, you know, so they, I had a little guitar, little setup, did, did did some of the songs, just some on my own, and didn't realise all the sort of people who they'd because they'd invite everybody in the industry, wouldn't oh, they? Yeah, to, all know, the to, press, all yeah. the press be there, and the TV producers and radio That's producers, right. and then they hope that something will then, you know, will will, tri- will trigger off from from that sort of thing. But, yeah, they used to throw money at records in those days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they used to put you on Radio Luxembourg and pay hundred quid a week to get the uh, the power play, so they'd yeah. be played every hour. Wow. <laughs> um, so uh, let me think of a couple of parties that uh, I actually start, we started doing a lot of um, showbiz parties as the house band it started with them um, it was a, a, an event in Swansea yeah. uh, a charity event and uh, the guest of honor was David Emmanuel together right. with Joan Collins uh, right. Bonnie was going to do better. Bonnie did a couple of songs we'll come to it now I'm sure uh, Bonnie was Bonnie was going to do a, Bonnie Tyler was going to do a couple of songs with the band and uh, we were waiting you know we were waiting and <laughs> I'm not sure I can say this anyway it's like we were waiting for the Queen to, to arrive right. you know because the white yeah. Rolls Royce signed up and, and uh, as as we were, we were you know marched out to meet the Queen as she came up Joan uh, yeah. Something along the lines that we weren't going to all bow and curtsy with a couple of extra, yeah. you know, um, words of description in there, which made me smile. Uh, but because of that, we got invited to do like Linda Lusardi's party. Did I ever tell you about Linda Lusardi's wedding? I, I think you did. I yeah, I, uh, it was amazing. I don't know Linda Lusardi, but I've seen his her husband. He's a singer. Like Sam, him. Sam Kane, lovely. Yeah. Oh, that's him. Yeah, they're a lovely couple, and they, you, yeah. you know, sometimes when you're booked to do a gig, you 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 change in the toilets. And then they bring you out. They we give, always change yeah. the toilet. <laughs> they, they gave us a table. They gave us our own like table for the band. They made us feel welcome. Yeah, yeah. I remember, you know, there was a really pretty girl in the corner with Les Dennis. Turned out to be Amanda Holden. Right. A little bit aloof, a little bit aloof. But like Lionel Blair was there, and uh, um, one, of the, one of the moments and I have mentioned this before. But my my guitarist Tim Hamill is six foot three, six foot four, and everybody was coming up and doing a song with a band. You know, do you know this? Do you know this? Yeah, come on, right? Off we go. And then this little guy, 
Eddie Large came up to do oh, Eddie, uh, All yeah, Right Now. And the only microphone that was free was the one with the guitarist. <laughs> this is six foot four guitarist trying to put the microphone down for Eddie, Eddie Large. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's a nice bloke, was Eddie. I mean, he had a heart transplant, you know. He did, did he? Oh. Yeah, and he died, unfortunately. Yeah. I think it was about a year or two ago. But yeah, he was yeah. elevated. Oh, yeah. it was, it was, yeah, but it. the show business part is whenever we did panto. Yes. There'd always be last night parties, and they usually hold them on the stage. They draw the tabs, right. all the sets being cleared, so you use the whole size of the stage and throw a big party for all the cast. Right. And um, it was great, you know, until the end, and all the dancers were crying because it was the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> and I always, you know, another party once so when I was on tour with Dorothy. We were down in Brighton. She just done the dome in Brighton, and it was me and uh, I forget who was on the bill altogether. But I called Pancho Villa. He was, it was he was a Spanish type comedian. Mm. He was actually from Oldham, but he used to speak in a Spanish accent. <laughs> <laughs> he used to come on and go, hello there, sweaty hat. <laughs> anyway, because at the end of every show of Dorothy, she always had a party in her dressing room. Yeah. And after a couple of minutes, she'd have, have a couple of drinks to unwind. And then you'd see the eyelash coming off and you'd think, hang on, I'm going out because somebody's going to get sacked. <laughs> and she'd say, you know, you be careful, John, in that car. Goes, I'll see you tomorrow. And so I go. And when I go back, I said, who got sacked last night? Oh, it was the publicity guy but it was the age somebody got sacked <laughs> oh, oh god okay the worst the w worst party because we did a lot of weddings and uh you know birthday parties big birthday parties and it's interesting because they'd always have because because the people had only you know never done a party before they'd done few parties and because we'd done a lot of them we ha I, you know you you get used to when the right time to go on is, you know, because they say, like, we're doing it at nine, finish up at ten, we're doing it at ten, we're doing it at twelve. Oh, I know. And I go, do you know what? Can you trust us? Because there is a golden moment. There's a golden moment, particularly in weddings. If you go too early in a wedding, you fight in them. And That's if you right. go too late, they've had too much to drink. But if you get yeah. that golden moment, and I would be, I and the band, we're going to, we, is it, we're nearly there, we're nearly there. There's just like everybody's, everybody wants to party and yeah. they're getting ready yeah. to party and they've done all the talking, right, let's party. And then you go for an hour and a half or an hour and three quarters and it's just great. Well, but we did Rob Brighton's wedding. Lovely lad, Rob Brighton. And yeah. and again, you know, there were a lot of interesting people there, faces that you recognise. And it was, yeah. a, it was in a hotel. Now, this was the worst thing about it. The stage had a little bulb above us, above the stage, okay? Yeah. And the idea was it was connected to a sound monitor. That, oh, I mean those... Oh, that, yeah, go on. They, they monitor the, the volume of sound. Yeah, yeah. And if you go too loud, the light comes on, okay? Yeah, yeah. And if the light stays on for five seconds, the power to the stage gets cut. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so all night long, we're starting to get going and see the light... <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst night because you, the last thing you want to do is concentrate on a light bulb being lit right, when there's a right. crowd out there dancing and wanting you know Rob came up did a couple of Tom Jones actually did Tom Jones songs that's what he normally did with us and then and it's like it was horrendous because you know they have those in clubs didn't did they, they did they oh. and, and, and I, I think I was in a club once singing along and it, and it was a hooter went off I said, what the hell's going on too loud too loud <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing an audition, my audition for Opportunity Knox. Yeah. And it was in a, a, a rehearsal studios in London called Dinely Studios, I think. And it was a sign that said, um, no tap dancing, because obviously there's lots of different levels. And if you're tap dancing, there's only an audition downstairs, there's a hell of a noise, right? Oh, yeah. 
Well, this was my first audition for Opnox. I thought, well, I'm not going to not dance because this is crazy. I'll, try, I'll chance my arm. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the act I'm, and I started to dance. Goes off, goes his bell. Bring, bring. But I'd done it then, so yeah, she yeah. could see what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah. always, always ask for forgiveness, not permission, isn't it? Always That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, there was another party when I was in Monte Carlo, name dropping again. Yeah, nice. Um, when the, the season finished. We, we, we did a month there, see, me and the girls, four mm-hmm. girls, and dancers and me. And um, we're packing up to go. And there was this other room, and it was full of food and champagne. And I said, what's going on in there? He said, it's for you. I said, what do you mean it's for me? It's your party. You're leaving. And they gave me this wonderful party. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was like real show business, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I got paid good money on at a party. The end of it. Fantastic. Um, parties, yeah. that, parties that you didn't go to. I, I got an invitation because uh, I was managed by a guy called John John Reed, who was Elton John's manager, but he was also right. Queen's manager. Wow. Uh, and I got uh, for John Reed and Freddie Mercury's joint party. Uh, <laughs> and because I was in school, I was probably doing my O-levels, and it was right. on a Sunday night, and I wasn't sure where I, whether I could stay. I had to say, I, say no, I can't believe... Can you believe turning down Freddie Mercury's Well, the thing is, party? sometimes you have to turn down and you kick yourself after thinking back, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember once I, I was doing... A- I was about to do a summer season in real with Lonnie Donegan. I think I told you about it. And, but the night before, I was doing a gig at the Grosvenor House. No, it wasn't. It was the, it was the, the other one. Uh, uh, was it the Grosvenor? Anyway, it was one of those big ones. Dorchester, Park Park yeah, yeah. And um, it was a, a sportsman's aid gig. Right. See? So I finished my act, and this guy comes up, a very suave guy in a dinner suit. and that. He said, uh, you want to come to, to the Colony Club? He said, I'm the owner of the Colony Club, he said. And um, at the moment, we got... Um, George Raft is there. He's been our front man, he said, and he can do a lot for you, right? George Raft? So I thought... Tell, tell us his, yeah, back, which is background. Tell us his background is George Raft. Come well, on. Well, George Raft, big film star, but he was also a mafia guy, you see. Yeah. Uh, remember, he used to, used, to to, used to toss the coin in all the films. You know? yeah, yeah. He's always played that. Um, and apparently, he taught the Prince of Wales, the old Prince of Wales, how to do the tango. Anyway, that's another story. But anyway, so I said, well, I can't. I got to, I, I'm due up in real. I got to drive tonight, overnight to get. And I turned it down. Mm. But then a week later, George Raft went out of the country, back to America, and he tried to get back, and they blocked him uh, because they knew he was mafia. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was fronting this club. I think know, he was, and it was a way of the, yeah, getting the mafia the, guys in. Mates were the crazy. The things you miss, you know, yeah. you could have done. You know, yeah. I could have met George Lack. You never know. He could have took, took me to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, obviously, we started this at the beginning about um, parties in, in Westminster. Didn't we? That sort of, like, yeah, triggered yeah. us off. Um, so I've now got some confessions to make about some parties I've done at the House of Commons. What, you're in lockdown? No, no, years, <laughs> years and years before. So it was, it, oh, yeah. it, it happened, I think it must have been, uh, the first ones must have been, oh, 80, 1989, 80, something like that. And anyway, I was doing some stuff for uh, HTV in those days. And yeah. the Welsh Labour Party used to have a regular Christmas party in a place called the Jubilee Rooms. Now, if you go to, to um, Westminster, there's the you know the House of Commons, <clears throat> and then there's mm-hmm. the Great Hall of Westminster, which goes back to Henry VIII's time. And all. In fact, they found tennis balls from Henry VIII when he used to play tennis. I mean, when you say it's enormous, you know, it's where Charles I was, you know, was committed to, you know, to be have his head chopped off. It's it's yeah yeah. When the fight when the bombs hit London, they let the House of Commons, you know, burn, but they saved. Anyway, you go up the little stairs and there's the Jubilee Room. So we were asked to go put a little little concert party together. Ronu Prothero, I'm not sure if you know Ronu. Ronu was oh, asked to Ronu. Put yeah, yeah. A little, little yeah, concert party together. So I went there, Mark Burroughs. Uh, I took yeah. a guitar 
and it was just one of those magical nights because everybody in the room once you know once they'd had a couple of little glasses so it was a whole of the welsh labor party and and then a couple of others would pop along as well um you know for some famous faces and and everybody got up and did a, did a song from Neil Kinnock. Wow. In the, in, yeah. So in those days, it would be Neil Kinnock and oh, the MP for, for Neath. And they do the Beau Gendarmes. I mean, they must have done it at every conference. You know, this, that was their tune. And then uh, yeah. a guy from the Northeast would do the Bladen Races. But it became a regular fixture. So we did this Welsh Labour Party's party, well, probably on and off for the last 25 years. Wow. Uh, and, and and it was interesting to see the change, you know, because in the early days, the Welsh Labour Party had some people who were close to government or, you know, it would be like, um, oh, not John Morris, they were uh, Je- uh, Rees, Merlin Rees, who I mixed, Rees, I, right? mistake, yeah. I mistook him for. Uh, John Morris and he said oh youngsters these days you know and he was I think he was Secretary of State for something or anyway anyway um, and then so when Neil Kinnock became leader of the opposition so he would come to the party and then of course all the entourage of people who want to be close to the new leader of power so everybody would turn up you know it yeah, just yeah. Like, suddenly and, and it was interesting seeing how the room revolves around people of power I'm not sure if you've noticed that when somebody very yeah. famous walks in suddenly yeah, it's like, and not only that, they're looking for a job. Looking know. for a job. I mean, if I remember, it was uh, Neil Kinnock was singing, he's leader of the opposition, and uh, somebody was, you know, made some comment, you know, rubbish, rubbish. And he said, there's no guessing who's going to be the new, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland, <laughs> you know, because it, <laughs> it, was, it was dodgy in those days. So, uh, and, you know, somebody pointed out that somebody was Scottish Mafia in the end. And it was like all these little secrets were coming yeah. out. Yeah, but HCB used to have a Christmas party every year, didn't they? I remember, they, didn't they used to have it in the top rank or something? Or oh. I, I'm going back a long way now. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. When, it, when, when it was down in Pontcana. Yeah, yeah. The Pont- and I, I always remember, I was invited, you know, when I'd go yeah. along. And uh, one bloke said to me, you know what's different about you? I said, well, he said, you're the only one who's got a dress suit that fits you. <laughs> I said, it's because it's my work. <laughs> it's my work. Because <laughs> 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 only just have enough for paying on it. Just hired it for the night. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, some good news, ACB, didn't yeah. 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 Um, just, I miss the old Palm Canada days. It was, was a lovely little shoot. I liked the, the atmosphere there. You know? Yeah, it was, gr- it was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Because when I was about 15, that's when my father had the pub in my... In, Sanishan in Cardiff, and he knew a lot of the guys because it was just being set up then, don't it? TWW. Yes. Or South Wales and the West, it was called. Yeah. And uh, it, there was a great atmosphere there. It was like, like um, very friendly. Well, like the BBC used to be. Yes. You could walk in the BBC anytime, couldn't you? Yeah. Go up to Ruth Price's office. Hey, John, how was it going? A cup of tea. Yeah. It's all gone now. You've got a yeah. security and yeah. oh my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. Um, one, yeah. one last story. It was at, at the time. Uh, so you know, like when Labour in, were in power, you know, we still we were mm. still doing it. Um, got a little bit more serious, I think, because uh, I, I remember we at, at one stage we were, we'd finish you know the party and then we'd go back to the leader of the opposition's you know office for curry and and whiskey. <laughs> it was just wonderful. That was just wonderful. Um, but Gordon Brown was there and he must have been Chancellor of the Exchequer, so he came along yeah. to the party and. So, you know, so obviously we 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 did a couple of like you know uh, Caroline and stuff like that, but then it'd be into party mode and we do you know uh, I wanna wait till the midnight hour. So it's going well in every party. And, 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 and. Was that cl- Clarence Clear? Was it Clearwater Revival? Was it? Or was it uh, <laughs> Otis Redding? Anyway, it's one of those yeah. you know like great songs. And uh, so obviously very respectful. Gordon Brown finished the song and he said, "I've got to go now, but I've got to tell you." 
I love those old Welsh folk tunes. Well, <laughs> 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 hey, i got to tell you this last thing. Come on. I was in Africa, yeah. right? And um, the, the gig I was doing was in the, the, the Royal Swazi Spa, big, beautiful oh, hotel. Right. And it burned, got caught fire while I was there. So I had to finish my gig in the other hotel, which was adjoined to it down the road. Yeah. But I, it was like more like a, a restaurant type thing. So this American comedian came in called, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Not one Bob Newhart, but it was somebody like that. Anyway, he didn't want to work in there. He said it was a cafeteria, mm. okay? <laughs> so the boss said, well, go and watch John. It's a good rule, blah, blah, blah. So Alwyn was with me and she got up to sing a Welsh folk song with me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We sang Begegel uh, Gwyneth oh, Gwyn. So this American said, gee, I just love the ethnic <laughs> The ethnic, I feel like an already Indian, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh Johnny, yeah. well, if, if you've got any parties coming up, do, remember to invite me, and I'll bring the I'll bring I, I'll bring the cake. I tell you what, we gotta get together for a curry or something. This is getting <laughs> it's mad, it's ridiculous. I don't. What's the situation in your house? Any any problems with the old COVID? No COVID. I just am not allowed out. It's like I'm being what? you know <laughs> what are you, what too, that? too many grandchildren and worried kids. But there we are. It'll it'll soon it'll soon get better. I'm sure, Johnny. It's live, getting live, better live, all the time. Getting, getting better all, all the time. time. Oh, good stuff. All right. Well, look, have a, have a great great week, and uh, right, I'll see you soon. It, so it's uh, it's goodbye from him. That's a good way for me. <laughs> but I knew. <laughs> All of us. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.